For the majority of my life, I have been passionate and dedicated about changing lives and growing businesses through synthesizing from the very best their strategies, their tactics, their mindset techniques to help you and your business grow. Join me as we take it to the next level. Welcome to The Tom Ferry Show. Focus your energy on booking appointments and going on appointments as frequently as you can between now and the end of the year. Think about it just for a minute. You can really only have one dominant thought at a time, right? The human mind, human psychology tells us this, right? And if we try and focus on too many things, we end up doing nothing. I deal with it every day in coaching sessions when I'm trying to reset somebody's concentration and reset their focus to get the most out of their results in business and in life. So I would argue, if I was sitting with you right now and you said, Tom, I really want to close out the year strong. Like it's really important to me. I want to have a great holiday season. I want to have money in the bank. I want to have lots of active listings. I want to have lots of pending transactions. And I want to go into next year because normally in January, I don't make a lot of money. My market gets slow, blah, blah, blah. I want to go into next year feeling great because I did the work in the fourth quarter. And if you said to me, what do you recommend? I'd look you right in the eyes, I'd grab you by the shoulder and say, let's do an appointment setting challenge. Let's do an appointment setting challenge. Now you might say, like many of my clients have, oh Tom, I've, I've done so many appointment setting challenges this year, I'm, I'm getting tired of it, I need something new and fresh, and my response is, run plays that work. One of my clients, great guy, real estate broker, big company. He did an appointment setting challenge in the first part of the year, had about 600 of his agents, big enterprise company. They booked about 13,000 appointments in six weeks. What do you think happens when all those agents book all those appointments, the momentum in the market, the success of listings and sales, and I said, okay, great, that ended. Let's give him a month off. Now let's do it again in summertime. He said, we're in New York and New Jersey. Nobody works in the summertime. Everybody wants to go to the beach. They're all tired. The market's been great. I said, hey, remember what happened in 2018? The wheels kind of came off. Let's hedge our bets and let's run another competition and guess what? We set like 12,000 appointments. Now we only had 400 agents do it this time, so you can figure out the math, how many appointments per person. What do we know? Activity creates success. You do the thing, you get the power. The same rule applies now. You've got 11 to 13 weeks left between now and the end of the year, and I would love nothing more than you to make a commitment as in in writing, up in visual, tell your family, tell your puppy, tell your broker, this is my goal for appointments booked between now and the end of the year. Now, today I wanna to talk to you about three things. Why am I so adamant about appointments? Number two, six different types of appointments you can go on that'll move the needle, and number three, what adjustments do you need to make to your time so you can actually fit all this in and still have all the fun you wanna have in the holiday season? So, the obvious question is, why appointments? Well, let me ask you this. How many listings have you taken and homes have you sold without an appointment? Last time I checked, you need an appointment to do any one of those transactions, and whether that appointment is over the phone or face-to-face -face or via Zoom or Skype, it's still an appointment. It is the leading indicator of a healthy sales business. Now let me give you a little psychological hack that I've done forever and it's served myself and hundreds of thousands of people. Ready? 
Everybody says the same thing. I got a little fear of the phone, Tom. I got a little fear of the phone, right? A little fear of the phone. And my response is, don't ask for less fear, ask for more courage. I don't want less fear. Fear is sometimes a good thing. It keeps me from jumping out the window or doing something stupid. But in this case, I want more courage. So how do I generate courage? How can I generate courage? Three easy things. The first thing is, when you're in a courageous state, I'm about to make the phone call, is this courageous? Uh, or is this courageous? Is this courageous? Is imagining a cape on my back? Dun, 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 right? Now you might say that's silly. My response is, listen, what's more silly? Being afraid of making a phone call or standing like this? I would argue being afraid of making a phone call, considering you're in the sales business, is relatively insane. You with me? But I get it, we all got fears, which is why I just know if I stand like this, I imagine myself with a cape, and yes, I even have clients that'll put capes on and make their phone calls, you know, Wonder Woman, Superman, it's smart, it's a game, it's the alter ego that my buddy Todd Herman wrote about in his fabulous book. The second thing is you ask yourself a great question. Now we know, basically your focus is determined by the questions that you ask yourself. What am I grateful for? That's a great question. Who do I love? Who loves me? Those are great questions. But when it comes to generating courage, I want you to ask, what do I love about helping people? What do I love? And literally, I'm about to call this, this prospect. I'm about to call this person. I screwed up on their transaction four years ago. I'm the only one that remembers. They probably forgot about it, but I'm thinking about the screwed up transaction and maybe what went wrong and the fact that I didn't follow up and I'm embarrassed about that and oh my God, <laughs> right? And next thing you know, you don't make the phone call, but you know they're in that two to five year window and you know that they're on every portal and they're looking at real estate and every other agent on the planet is currently marketing to them, except for you, the one that sold them a house. You with me on this? So I gotta interrupt the pattern. And I ask myself, what do I love about helping people? God, what do I love? There's nothing better than handing a first time buyer their key. There's just nothing better than negotiating that deal and navigating through the transaction and watching the sellers go through the emotion and helping them make the right decision, do the right thing, get the price, get the deal done. Like, I love it. Like, I feel great when I help people. Then I ask this question, what am I committed to on this call? What am I committed? And I will actually talk to myself. I am so committed to helping my client right now, move forward, make a good decision, get their home on the market. Cause you know what? When you're indecisive, you miss out on opportunities. This is the right time for them to sell. I'm gonna call and you, you talk yourself into it by asking yourself a better quality question. And if you need another one, if you truly need another one, while you're dialing the phone, I have literally said to myself 8 million times, I'm dialing the phone, it's like ring, and I'm like, I'm a lean, mean appointment setting machine. I'm a lean, mean appointment setting machine. I'm a lean, mean, hello, hey Tom, and I go right into my phone call. Now you might say to me, Tom, that all sounds a little silly, and I'm gonna remind you again, what's more silly, being afraid of making phone calls to your database, or doing some psychological hacks that get you to take action and be an inspired state and help more people and have an extraordinary finish to the year and get ready for a great 2020. You decide. I believe, and I know to be true, that if it's not in my schedule, it doesn't exist and never gets done. If it's not in my schedule, it doesn't exist and it never gets done. If I pulled up my schedule right now, guess what it says? Filming the Tom Ferry Show. It's in my calendar. In the gym, at this time, every day, it's in my calendar. Everything that matters to me, 
I make sure it's booked inside my calendar. So when my wife or my kids or my associates here at the office or my clients say, are you free? It's very clear, yes or no, because everything is scheduled out to keep me hyper-focused, not just on my business, but also on my life. So let me ask you, if you were to just to pause this right now and open up your calendar, are you booked today, tomorrow, this week, the next month, between now and the holidays? Have you already scheduled the time off that you're gonna have during the holidays, when you're working, when you're not working, how many open houses you're gonna do? And I don't mean to just rattle all this off, but you know what I'm saying to you. If it's not in your schedule, what's that other one that people would always say like, um, Work expands the time allotted, right? So if you, you know, you, we've all been there before. You're like, okay, I'm just gonna run in the office, right? I'm just gonna run in really fast. I'm not even gonna turn the car off. That's how fast I'm gonna go in. And three hours later, you come out of the office. I think I left my car on. It's not on anymore. I killed the battery. Like these things happen to people. It's, it's cliche, I know. It's, a, it's almost silly, but it's true. If you don't start managing your time, guess what? Real estate, sales, insurance, I don't care what business you're in, that time can be like a black hole and it just sucks you in. Gary Vaynerchuk, big shout out to Gary. His, his sister Liz, maybe she's watching this right now. What's up Liz, you owe me a follow up. About a year ago now, her and I were chatting over the phone and I'm like, how's it going? She's a real estate client, right? She's a coaching client of ours, real estate agent in New Jersey. And I said, look, You've worked your friends, you've worked your sphere, you've done a bunch of these videos. I'm gonna challenge you, if you wanna get better, you should go after expired listings. And she's like, oh, tell me about that. This is super insanely great. And I said, just consider the following. Even as a brand new agent, I said, if you just called every expired listing in your marketplace and you had zero intent of actually listing the house, zero intent, instead it was just, hey, I'm calling, your home was on the market, it didn't sell, I just have a few questions. I'm just curious, why do you think the property didn't sell? Right? Why do you think the property didn't sell? Knowing what you know now, what would you have done differently? Right? Ask if you're more open-ended. And when they say, "Why? Well, you know, we don't want to list our house," I'm not calling about listing your house right now. I'm just calling because I'm curious. Because I was blown away. Right? Your home should have sold. Why do you think it didn't sell? Right? So when you're then out talking to other people in the community, and they're like, "Hey, you're new. How's it going?" You don't just go, "Oh, it's doing great," and I'm really busy. And right? Because we just know that that is just vanilla and stupid. Right? I said, Liz, what if instead you could share a story where you said, you know, I spent the last 90 days and I reached out to 147 different people that put their home on the market and it didn't sell. You know what I discovered? There was three primary reasons why these great houses in this insanely great real estate economy didn't close. Curious of what the three are? Well, now all of a sudden you're hooking people in. Like, well, yeah, what do you mean? Even if I don't want to sell, I still want to know. Right? And of course, most people, location, location, location. You say, actually, you know what? Some of them needed to raise the price, but they needed to redesign the backyard. Or they need, you can start telling stories. And you know what this does? This makes you an expert. This makes you the person that knows a little bit more about this super interesting 17% of the GDP of the US, real estate. You know a little bit more, you become the expert, your confidence goes up, you get in the right action. Now, in the meantime, you just might list a few houses doing that as well. Hey, it's Tom. If you've been listening to me for a while, you've heard me say repeatedly over and over again, we are living in the review economy. That's right, consumers are making decisions based upon reviews. With that said, I'm looking to get this podcast into the minds of more amazing people just like you. You can help. Would you go to Apple Podcasts and write a review? Tell them what you think. Hey, one star, five stars, make up your own number of stars. Totally fine by me, but please, 
go to Apple Podcast and write a review. It means the world to me. Thanks in advance. Now, let's get back to the show. So, Tom, I'm just concerned that, you know, no one's shopping for homes during the holidays. So, you're right. There are less homes that sell during the holidays. Last December, we sold 35 properties. So that's evidence that what you're saying probably isn't the case. More importantly, the buyers that are out looking are really serious. No one's getting their winter coat on. No one's going out during the holidays unless they're out there looking to buy a property. And you want serious buyers for your home, right? Yeah. And there's also going to be less inventory, so you're not competing with the other 20, 30 properties. You could be the only option for someone that's a motivated, at-need buyer, and maybe you get some people competing, which gets you a better result. And that's what you want, right? Love it. All right, let's go to the second one. But, but Tom, uh, you know, the, I'm, just, I'm just concerned that the home is just going to show better during the spring market. Direct so, camera. You're right. The home, it can show a little better. You got some flowers in the flower bed. What's, what's a better emotional reaction? Seeing the home decorated for the holidays, some of people's best memories happen at that time of year. And one of the reasons people buy, one of the reasons a great home sells is because buyers get the right emotional reaction when they walk through the door. And more emotional means more money, better terms, better result. Wouldn't that be great? Love it, love it. Nice little tie down, by the way, at the end. And then let's go through it one more time. So direct to camera, you know, I just don't, I don't want to move during the holidays. Well, the great news is you're not going to have to move. If you sell your home in December, you're not moving until January or February anyway. So you can get that out of your way, focus on enjoying the holidays with your family, and then pack and move after that's all over when you're already taking down the decorations anyway. So it's going to be a little easier for you. And you want it to be an easier process, right? I love it. I love it. All right, so let's do the last one. But Tom, there's just no buyers during the holidays. Direct to camera. So you're right, there are less buyers that look during the holidays. But again, when inventory's low, the best time for a seller to be on the market is when there's no other options out there. And anyone that's looking during that time is really serious. And buyers are losing out on properties all the time right now. Inventory's at low levels and buyer affordability's at an all-time high because of mortgage rates. So those same people that were saying, maybe I'll look in the spring, they're moving up their time frame to save more money on their payment because that's really how they're buying their house. And that's gonna allow them to spend more for your home. And you want more for your home, right? If you just spent the same amount of time on yourself getting better as you do your work, you're gonna explode in your life. So how many books have you read in the last five years? What conferences have you gone to? You know, who's been coaching you? Who are your mentors? What have you been learning in your business, in your spiritual side, in your family? And guess what? You now see where there's been tremendous growth, but you might also see in your life, where have you maybe fallen short? Where have you maybe not put your intention? Where have you not put your focus, your concentration? Now I know, again, as a Tom Ferry show, unless you're sitting there doing this with me or you're saying, okay, I'm gonna do this later, right? But you can get a sense of in your life where you've had progression, where you've had growth, where you've improved, and where maybe you've just neglected or haven't thought about it, or maybe there was just no awareness that you should have been tracking where was I spiritually five years ago and where am I today as an example, or you know, where is my finances five years ago and where is it today? But we know, right, through Pearson's laws and, and others, that whatever we track and measure improves. Whatever we track and measure improves. And if we track and measure and we report it back to someone else, the rate of growth accelerates. And that's what we all want. We just don't want to be one dimensional and have it only be in our sales business. We want to have it in all the equities of our life. I want to talk to you about one of the most important growth strategies that I've helped countless CEOs and tens of thousands of people just like you to build their business, to grow into the next year. So let's talk about it. 
You've heard me mention before, maybe from past events or maybe even on the Tom Ferry Show, that I believe that every real estate professional, every entrepreneur, every loan officer I talk to, they basically are one of three little pigs. Now, I'm not calling you a pig, it's a metaphor. You know the story, the old fable about the mama pig who sends her you know, little baby pigs out on their way to go basically build their house and start their life. Well, what do we know? Each of those little pigs chose a different strategy to build their house, AKA their business. One little pig, being kind of lazy, built it out of hay. One took a little more time and built it out of wood or sticks. And the last one really took its time to build their house, their business, out of bricks. So metaphorically, if I asked you, looking at your business today, you know, when you think about marketing, lead generation, systems, automation, technology, repeatable and scalable processes, you go away and the business does great while you're gone. Metaphorically, would you say that you built your business out of sticks, out of straw, or did you build it out of bricks? Well, obviously, the vast majority of people I talk to will say, some bricks, some straw, some sticks. What we know is this, when we wanna build a business that, that doesn't run our life, but we get to run, when we wanna build a business that we can turn on and create the kind of revenue and lifestyle that we desire, it's all about bricks. Let's talk high level about what you're gonna do this year from a business planning standpoint. So the first thing we're starting with is a financial calculator. You see, I believe that too often people say, my goal is X, but they're not taking into consideration. What does it cost them to run their household every month? What does it cost them to run their business every month? I'll go right down the list. How much debt reduction would you like to pay off in 2020, right? Um, what about taxes, right? Is it 35%, is it 51%, is it 55%? Like factoring that into your plan, I would argue is super important. Also, what is your pre-tax savings goal? You know, SEPs, IRAs, et cetera, that are savings before you pay taxes versus your post-tax savings goal. So I ripped through those pretty quick. Let's go through them one more time. What are your business expenses? What are your operating expenses in your business? What are your personal expenses to run your household, right? What's your debt reduction, right? How much debt do you have? Do you wanna pay it all off? Do you wanna pay some of it off? What do you wanna do? How much money will you pay in taxes? I live in the state of California. Here's the answer. I made a dollar, half goes to Uncle Sam, California and federal. You know your state, you know your laws, you know your averages, plan accordingly. And then what are your pre-tax savings? And then what are your post-tax savings goals? See, by starting there, now all of a sudden, instead of just saying, hey, I wanna sell 22 homes, you're actually now gonna say, well, gosh, when I look at all of this and then I add up my business with my average sales price, my average retained commission, after my broker split, after all my expenses, after my debt reduction, after my taxes, I gotta sell a lot of houses either just to break even or to achieve my savings goals or give myself the cushion that I desire. Does that make sense? So I think it's irresponsible to not first look at your budget as you're deciding ultimately how much money do I want in the bank when all is said and done, taxes, expenses, and everything else paid. Your self-talk, your focus, and the way you move your body impacts your attitude, which is simply your view of the world. So when you don't feel like making your phone calls, it's because you're running a play with your self-talk, your focus, and your physiology of, I don't wanna make my phone calls today. 
If you run that play, you're gonna get that attitude which produces that action. And that action is positive or negative, it's just an action. But regardless, the action then produces a result. Here's the deal, my friends. How many days in a row can you go not taking responsibility for your view of the world? How many days in a row can you take, not take responsibility for pumping yourself up? We're entrepreneurs. If we don't do it, no one's going to do it, right? Like you've got to take responsibility for what's going on up here, your view of the world, the questions you're asking yourself, the way you move your body, what you're saying to yourself, because that, at, that attitude Guess what? When you meet someone who wants to buy or sell real estate or wants to do a deal and they see that, they're like, hey, that gal's got it going on. That's a person I want to deal with. But what if they, you, know, you walk into Starbucks and you're like this, you know, God, I didn't sleep well last night and it's really rough and I got this buyer coming into town and that's what your physiology shows? You're not attractive to customers. You got to control this to control your attitude. Your attitude, guess what? It impacts the actions that you take. If I'm fired up, I'm gonna make my calls. If I'm feeling good about my life and the things that matter most to me, I'm gonna do what I have to do every single day to produce the results I want. That gets me the results and guess what? When I produce positive results, how do you think it impacts? My self-talk, my focus, and the way I move my body. It's a very positive or very negative spiral and you have to decide. Now you might be saying, Tom, why are we talking about all this mindset stuff? It's the end of the year, you've been talking about business planning and goal setting and all this stuff. Well, for some of us in the US, it's Thanksgiving. What if this week you ran better plays with your self-talk, your focus, and your physiology and watch how it impacts everyone around you? For my friends around the world, do the same exact thing and just notice when you show up big and powerful, supportive, smile on your face, fired up, pumping yourself up, how does it shape the people around you? You know they say like attracts like, so you come in with all that good energy, you're gonna have more people showing up with more energy around you. And last time I checked, that's a really good thing. So, short message from my friends in the US, but think about it like this, 2020's right around the corner. If you don't take responsibility for your mindset, your attitude, your physiology, the way you move your body and what you focus on, 2020 may look a whole lot like 2019 or worse, you get to decide. We've talked about your goals, we've talked about your business plan, we look back at where you were 10 years ago, where you are now, where you ultimately wanna be, we talked about your finances, now the next step is let's make sure that your environment isn't, you know, dusty and old and crotchety and you know your your plaque from 43 years ago maybe it's time to get something new and something fresh something that's going to motivate you and inspire you especially with all those visual boards all around you to keep track and keep score of your goals and your success so race over to staples Get the dry erase boards, get the dry erase paint, have a conversation with your broker because you might be hanging things from the walls or from the ceilings, but make no bones, get it done. Because 2020 is gonna be bananas if you go all in. If you want more information about this episode, including my show notes, mentions, links, and everything else, make sure you visit tomferry.com slash podcast. That's tomferry.com slash podcast. Thanks again and talk to you soon.